You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yes, welcome back to the overnight crowd on SEN across the SEN network, and of course. On the SEN app. My name is Nathan Gibbons, of course. You can get in touch with us anytime you'd like. 0433981116. Or you can give us a call. 1300-736-736. But usually there's a bit of a pep in my step when we get guests on. Uh, no, I love the callers and all the texts. But when we get a guest in studio as well, there's even more of a pep in my step. And I am very happy to introduce Billy Darcy for the second time. He's a returning guest, Billy Darcy, comedian, podcaster, and sports lover. Billy Darcy, welcome back to the Overnight Crowd. Welcome back indeed. Yeah? Not on debut this time. I am a grizzled veteran of this program. Mm. I was pecking around outside just helping myself to the kitchenette. Yep. I'm one of the crowd. It feels great. Well, second time. Is, Is that, do you reckon you're a veteran status yet? Has anyone else in studio overnight second time? Oh, it's an elite no. group. Yes, it is an elite group. Yeah, okay. So, well, welcome back, mate. It's been, has it been two weeks or three weeks? Yeah, it's been two weeks. Okay. I had my first Thursday, obviously the following Thursday, Australia Day. Yep. Oh, okay. So, yep. obviously, I'm not coming in there. Otherwise, it'll be double time and a half. Well, you know, I guess what's uh, double time zero? <laughs> I suppose not much. But, mate, I am happy to have you back. I love to just chat a bit of sport, chat a bit of nonsense, really. But what have you been up to in the last couple of weeks, Bill? Man, I've been out there in the trenches doing some stand-up comedy. Mm. I was just hosting tonight at a fantastic gig. I think the average age of the crowd was maybe 63. Oh, that would make it tougher, I would say. It it does make it tougher, but that's the sort of comedian I am, mate. I'm not afraid to cross generations. Yeah. I'm not afraid to walk into 1973 to get my point across. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what it's about. You've got to make it work for those people, however close to death they may be. There you go. I mean, for our listeners at home, Billy does a lot of stuff on, on social media, right? A lot of TikTok. Yeah, I'm on the socials. On the socials. Because so, I was actually talking to one of my housemates about this, that because a lot, a lot of your stuff is on social media, you'd think the average age of people that are viewing your stuff would be closer to our age. Well, this was just a club comedy gig. So yeah, okay. the, the people are just coming out to see comedy. They're not there to see Billy Darcy yeah. necessarily. Okay. So hence the um, the mix-up with the ages. Yeah, that's all I right, think though. I think they should have definitely booked Rodney Roode. But nevertheless, I was there mm. and, and I gave it to him and we had a great time. Does Rodney Roode still get around? Is he still tour? I think, I don't know if... I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, okay. But I will say, before COVID, he was still going. Yeah, okay. Was he? Is he unvaxxed? I would say, <laughs> I don't want to speculate on the yeah, airwaves, well, but true. if you if you put a gun to my head, <laughs> yeah, I would have to say that Roddy Root is most likely unvaxxed. Okay. Now another question for you, I like because I do like to just talk to comedians because it's a thing that I I wish I could sort of do. I. You know, like I think I might have said this last time, it's easy to be a class clown, but when you get up in front of other people and try and make a fool of yourself, it's a lot harder. But is there a big crossover between 
uh, guys who love sport and guys who love comedy, like AKA, yeah, there are a lot of comedians who love talking smack about sport. Yeah, I'm not so sure as far as comedy and sport crossover. I would say there's just a pelican crossover yeah. across the spectrum of humans. Mm. So I would say whether it be sport or you know, Dungeons and Dragons, stand-up comedy, what have you, there will be a local clown in that group, and that's where we find that common denominator. Yeah, okay. And were you were you that clown in your like various social groups, your whole... I definitely was. Yeah. Uh, I was a class clown, I would say, almost as a defense mechanism. Yeah, okay. Because I actually hit puberty at 23. Really? Yeah, so high school was uh, you. at times aggressive in an all-boys yeah. all school. Mm. I was the first 11 cricket captain, but at 5'3", that carried very little social equity. Really? You'd think first 11 cricket captain would have it. Well, it depends. It, it was, was a rugby, rugby school. Sc- yeah. Rugby school. Oh, okay. There were, no ki- there were blokes in the third 15 who had more status than me. Yeah, that's tough. That is tough. I, I'm sort of like, I just went to your run-of-the-mill state school and by sheer luck there wasn't many footy players there so by default you were playing first 15 footy at like year nine year eight i'm so jealous of the social status that would have afforded you well it didn't really see because everyone played football like soccer so it wasn't and no one really people just thought the tough guys played rugby where in actual fact it was pretty easy you didn't have to make it go to any tryouts but hey yeah I, i mean reminiscing on high school times High school sport, anyways, is always a fun thing to do. Have you as much caught your eye other than high school sport? Recently? Rece- yeah. Well, I mean, we can delve into the catalogue of sports. Well, as far as high school drama, I, there's some sports drama I would like to bring Ooh, to your attention. Please do. We have a new Australian sporting power couple. Okay. They've okay. just revealed themselves to us this week. Wow. Big Bash player Matt Short. Okay, yeah, we lead, saw him tonight. Yep. Leading run scorer, player of the year. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And two-time Olympic gold medalist Maddie Wilson. Wow. Swimmer. Okay. So where does this rank on the current power rankings of power couples? Okay, so I would say at the top for me is probably Yalara Bingle, Michael Clark. Yep. Uh, just because the status, the looks. Mm. Um, I mean, where to begin? Yeah. Where to begin with those two. And then... This is what I like about Matt Short and Maddie Wilson is that he's a big bash player. Yeah. And she's an Olympic gold medalist swimmer, but in the relay. So I feel like they're actually at the same level. Yeah, okay. Because so, you're not a test player and not you're a, not in the individual. Yeah. yeah. So that power dynamic, I feel like these these two crazy kids could make it. Yeah, well, I mean, what about Cody Simpson and Emma McCann? I mean, just sheer gold medals. She was our most successful Olympian, I believe, at the last Olympics. And See, that's a great point, Gibbo. So in the power rankings, yeah. they do outrank Matt Short and Matty yeah, Wilson. Okay. Well, even at the um, even at the Cricket Australia Awards from Monday night, where I assume if they were first uh, papped, was uh, Candice Warner and Dave Warner. Yes. I mean, because Candice, in her own right, was a very good uh, iron woman. Yeah, they were one of the great power couples. Yeah. But here's the thing I'd like to bring this to your attention, Gibbo. Yep. We are at – because I would say every – as there's every great Australian cricket team has an error, yep. so too do the wags. Yeah, okay. So Candace Warner has been the alpha wag for probably upwards of a decade. Yeah. But when Davey Warner retires, so does Candace. Yeah. That's how it works. So I'm thinking 
this whole Matt Short thing, you know, it's yeah. the it's the beginning of a new era okay. of Australian cricket power couples. Yeah, no, fair enough. And I suppose another um another power couple in the world is uh well was Tom Brady Ooh, and Giselle yeah. Bunchen. Now Tom Brady has announced his retirement and Giselle is a supermodel. I believe in the world rankings that would have gone very high. I think they're right up there. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo's missus has her own Netflix documentary. About but that's just like as has her life, right? It's Yeah, I no one knows her name. Yeah. But that's how that's the status Cristiano Ronaldo affords mm. you. But as far as Tom Brady, I don't know what's happening because he's actually retired this time. Yeah. He did the the stutter retire. Mm. I don't know. What do you think happened there? I think his family probably looked great on FaceTime from the road while he's out there throwing footballs around. I think yeah. he spent 10 minutes back at home with the missus and was like, <laughs> what the hell yeah. is going on? This chick barely speaks English. I need to get back out there. Yeah, no, I mean, that is definitely one way to look at it. But I, I, he's also sort of old, isn't he? It'd be tough to be a quarterback, and, and he's the most winningest quarterback of all time. He's and 45 years old. 45 years old. Like, come on, you don't really want to be playing footy at 45, right? Well, you wouldn't know it. His skin is fantastic. Uh, really? Has, has he got a good um, moisturizing technique? Or? Oh, have you have you seen Tom Brady? He could pass for 35. I, I've seen the comparisons from when he like went into the combine and to now. He looks the same. He looks the same. He's a vampire, dude. Well, because he was originally one of the, like, his combine stats and, and all the measurables, he, he was pretty average at. Yeah, he was like a, he was not a, a first-round draft pick or anything. Yeah. He was a reserve quarterback. And then, I mean, this is, we're in dodgy territory here as far as my NFL knowledge. Well, yeah, well, that's why I tried to lead you into yeah, it. Give a wade out into the water yeah. with me, mate. Sorry about that, mate. But I will say, so what happened was the, uh, whoever it was, he got injured. And yep. that was how Tom Brady got his start in the NFL. Yeah. So, you know, he's sort of a come-from-behind guy. But I will say, I watched the Man first. Man in the Yeah, what is it? Man in the Arena? Man in the Arena. Yeah, that was the Tom Brady sort of The Tom Brady doco. And I will say, and I think anyone listening who watched that documentary will agree with me, that Tom Brady's a fantastic footballer. I personally would never want to have a beer with him. He is one of the blandest blokes. Yeah. He had nothing to say Mm. about anything. Well, just on that, which are the three athletes you would like to have a beer with? And it's, I know I'm, I've hit you there with a tough question, but yeah. I, I can give you my answer to maybe get the juices flowing. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I know mine, but you go first. Oh, okay. No, 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 Billy, you go. I would go, this isn't too controversial, but I would go Shane Warne, number yep. one. I will go Andrew Simons, number two. Yeah. And then I would have Andrew Johns, number three. Yeah, okay. And, and I would just say, boys, we're going to go around and we're going to go yarn for yarn. Yeah, but see, you know, well, how would do you think you would go in that circle being telling like your stories compared to their stories? Oh, sorry, you've misunderstood Gibbo. I don't speak. Oh, yeah, no, you're I don't in the speak corner. the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually at a separate table yeah. listening. <laughs> yeah, just taking notes, just yeah, trying okay, that's fair like enough. a like a podcast producer. Yeah. That would be my role mm. in that interaction. That would be a brilliant podcast. To listen to those three tell stories. I mean, if you could pull it off, considering two of them are dead. <laughs> yeah, true. It'd be hard to do, I suppose. I guess, but Andrew Johns would be a character, and he does do podcasting. So maybe, maybe you know, we need to find a couple more. But yeah, what would your three be? I'd go Joel Parkinson. Would be number one. Yeah, the pro surfer. No, I know Parker. Yeah, yeah. See, because I would like. To, I want a, a cross range of stories. I feel like you know, yeah, Simo and Shane Warne, the very cricket cricket-orientated story. So I would go, yes, yeah, so I'd go 
Joel Parkinson. I'd go Shane Warne, which would be a good one. And then maybe like, maybe Mike Tyson. Yeah, okay. But I mean, because then it's just like, you know, you've got a guy there who can knock anyone out. Perfect. And then you just get different stories. Yeah, I, I I would I would have a beer with Mike Tyson if I could have one with him 10 years ago. Yeah. Because the big fella is not going that well out there. Yeah, I think he's he's on the medicinal medicinal cannabis, I believe. Dude, I've heard some yarns that this guy, he's like a tranquilized tiger at these interviews. Yeah. And they just sort of prod him when he needs to say something. He's just Smoking that much weed, doing mushrooms, just <laughs> fighting CTE with every breath he's got. And we definitely don't condone that sort of behaviour on the overnight crowd. But I no, mean, of course, this station does not condone drug use, but nor do we condone lies. And so this is just what Mike Tyson's up to. Yeah, no. And while I don't condone that behaviour, it doesn't mean that it's not happening. Well, on more behaviour that I think people shouldn't condone is faking injuries. I'm not saying this person's faking injuries, but... Agenda revealed, Gibbo. What are you talking about, mate? Uh, Novak Djokovic. So it has come out, uh, Craig Tiley on the Sports Day program on this network in Victoria. He was talking about how it was such an impressive win for Novak because he did the victory with a three-centimeter tear in his hamstring. Now, I've never torn my my hamstring, but a three-centimeter hamstring tear would be pretty hard to play because oh, he, he didn't give up a set of tennis, so he played three sets bar the second round match where he played four sets. That'd be pretty hard to do on a torn hamstring. Yeah, I have no idea how he's done that. I will mm. say I feel for Alex Dimonor. Yeah. Oh. Because imagine you get absolutely pasted by a bloke. Yeah. And oh. then it comes out two weeks later, he had a three-centimeter tear in his hamstring. Yeah. That... Can you – that's – the de- the demon's going to have some demons. Oh, the demon oh. is going to have some demons. And, you know, I sort of felt a bit sorry for Alex Dimonor at the Australian Open because he, he, he was Australia's hope in the men's side of the draw because Nick Kyrgios went down before the tournament. And, you know, I feel like Nick Kyrgios – would have, it would have been a bit more of a challenge for Novak. I mean, but you know, it's all hearsay. It's two weeks ago. I mean, if if you on, I don't think there's a man alive who would have beaten Novak Djokovic at this tournament. Yeah, the guy's on one leg and he steamrolled everyone. Mm. I put money on him to win uh, three sets to one in the final, and he couldn't even give give <laughs> me one freaking set. Sissipas was on fire for three weeks. Yeah, he's charming us. He's hitting on Margot Robbie. Mm. His hair's fantastic. Mm. Nah, Novak wasn't having it, dude. Wants to build schools in Victoria as well. I mean, God, he's putting public education first. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he does look – he's a guy that you want to see win a Grand Slam, Stefanos Tsitsipas. And we, we touched on sports tacos a couple of weeks ago and then just in this conversation, but I've been watching Breakpoint. Oh, the tennis one. Yeah, have you have I you haven't seen it, it, mate. It's it's quite good. Uh, the first episode's based on Nick Kyrgios. Yep. And uh, the second episode, you see a little bit of uh, Isla Tomljanovic, the Australian women's player. Well, I read that that doco was actually a curse because yes, no, one, no one in that doco got out of, like, the second round. Yeah, no, it, it was a curse. But they, they did ask players if they would like to be on the next one during the Australian Open when this curse was around. And... I think it was Coco Goff, the American. She said, no, I'd still do it. I mean, you know, to be on a Netflix show, that'd be pretty awesome. I was about to say, what sort of brown paper bag are you leaving at my front door? Let's talk bunts, mate. 
Yeah, well, they get Because paid. I'm not volunteering for Netflix, I'll tell you that for free. Well, of course, you'd be getting big dollars, and especially second season big dollars. Yeah, plus, the thing is, it's just a platform. Like, sports players, I guess they're so focused on what they're doing. Fair enough. But if, if I was offered a Netflix documentary, I'm thinking, mate, if I can just get two or three good lines in here, I'm looking at an extra 400,000 followers. That's when the brand deals start coming Ooh. in. Yeah, yeah. Two years from now, I'm not even playing tennis. Mm. I got the feet up. I'm dating Tom Brady's ex. Well, you are a you are a thinker, Billy. I've always thought of you as a thinker. Big picture, Gibbo. Big picture, Gibbo. Yeah, I, I need to think of the big picture a little bit more. Uh, we watched a T20 match tonight. Uh, the Sydney Sixers losing to the Brisbane Heat, meaning the the final uh, of the Big Bash this year will be the Perth Scorchers and the Brisbane Heat. A bit of an underdog story, I feel like, for the Brisbane Heat, but. What have you thought of the Big Bash this year, Billy? You're a massive cricket man. Massive cricket fan. Uh, I've absolutely loved it. Like This year, like every other year I've enjoyed the Big Bash, I've gone from December 15 to about January 10. Ravenous. Yeah. Absolutely ravenous for Big Bash cricket. Mm. Can't stop watching it. The same game, multis. I love it all. And then I just sort of go off a cliff and then I'm reminded the Big Bash is still going when the finals come around. Yeah. And that's been the case this time as well. But I will say, I think for the sake of the league, it's great to see the Brisbane Heat have some success. Yep. It's great to see the Melbourne Renegades have some success. Sean Marsh got a few runs. He Aaron did. Finch got a few <laughs> yeah, runs. Yeah. So I think this has been a really successful year. From what I could tell, there's been some great crowds. I loved how they've gone to the country and done some games, like yep. Albury, places like that. And to top it all off, they're knocking off the 20 games I usually tune out for yeah. next season. So I think the Big Bash, it copped a lot of heat on the way in. A lot of Brisbane. Uh, I'm saying a lot of uh, media heat. Yeah. You know, the shock jocks. Ray Hadley was going nuts, most likely. Mm. And people saying it's too long, it's irrelevant, no one likes it. Rashid Khan doesn't turn the ball. But I think in the end, this has been a really great I th- I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. And I think hopefully, like you said, they're going to um, get rid of about 20 games. But it's just about being able to get those Australian players playing in a lot of games and a I few think, more international I, superstars. And you know what? I think that really injected the tournament. Yeah. Definitely Steve Smith getting yep. those hundreds mm-hmm. really put it back in sort of the news cycle. Yeah. Because it does get to the point, and this is coming from someone who absolutely loves the Big Bash, it does get to the point where you're watching the Thunder play the Stars for the fifth time. Yeah. Going... Why do I care about this? Yeah. And you need a heroic performance. Like it was Josh Brown who against Sydney Sixers, I think it was the first time they played. The guy who makes his own bat scored like 60. And it's, I watched that, yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay, this is why I'm watching it. But usually the run-of-the-mill games, there's not much happening. And it's just like, oh, okay, well, I'm watching it because there's nothing else on. Yeah. I think uh, while we're on the Big Bash, if I may mm. uh, bring up an idea, I really enjoyed the bash boost point last year. Yeah, okay. Because some of these games, the problem with the Big Bash is that I'll wrap this up. No, no, hey, don't wrap this up. I saw up. you check your watch, Gibbo. Well, I was just thinking maybe what we could do in the game, sometimes we like to do this, Bill, is we like to tease the audience. So what we'll do is... We'll okay, tease. We'll tease. Okay, <laughs> so Billy's got a great idea on the Big Bash. Now, if you've got a great idea on how the Big Bash can be better next year for, oh, I want to say... 14, I could be wrong, 0433981116, or you can pick up the phone, 1300-736-736. What we'll do, we'll take a break, and we'll we'll come back with Billy's big idea. 
Yes, welcome back to the Overnight Crowd on SEN, across the SEN network, and of course on the SEN app. My name is Nathan Gibbons. You are tuned in to this fabulous show for a a little while longer. We've still got plenty to discuss, but we have an in-studio guest. His name is Billy Darcy, comedian, podcaster, and sports nut. Now, before the break, we left you with a bit of a tease. Now, Billy has an idea that will revolutionise Big Bash next year. Billy, we've left the audience. They are whiskey in hand by the wireless. Gather around, gather around. What's your idea, Bill? Well, I, I can feel the energy on the airwaves and I appreciate it. I will say I really wish we didn't take that break because it's not, <laughs> it my, it up. Oh. It's not my idea. It's no. the idea they used last year, the bash boost point. Mm. I think they should bring it back because sometimes the issue is with the big bash games, let's say a team loses three for none. Then they rebuild, they scratch out 130, and then the other team chases down 130 in like 18 overs with not a big sense of urgency or, or 110. Whereas that bash boost point, if teams are chasing 110 and they get yeah. to like six overs, one down, then they go, let's have a run at this. Mm. And all of a sudden, the boys are going nuts. Well, and it creates a bit of urgency in a game that is otherwise completely dead. Well, we'll see... It could work next year as well because there's going to be less amount of games and there's not going to be as many points on offer. So each game will be a little bit more important. Oh, look, I don't mind it, Bill. I think Alastair Dobson, who's the general manager of the Big Bash, he's going to get this this little podcast. He'll be getting sent to his doorstep tomorrow and we'll say, where's the cheddar? We'll put it, yeah, we'll put it on a cassette tape and <laughs> mail it to him. Your move, Alistair. It's over to you now. If you want this Big Bash to keep going upwards, well... We know how to do it. Now, on the cricket, uh, this time next week will be the uh, the end of day one between the Australians and the Indian side from Nagpur. Are you looking forward to the India Test Series, Billy? I'm pretty ravenous for it, yeah. Yeah, ravenous. Uh, is that word of the day? It could be. Yeah. Whenever what does it mean? It just means you can't, you can't contain your excitement ravenous yeah. for how hungry you are for something mate. okay cool cool and, and what i what i'm hungry for is high level test cricket yeah in the most testing conditions available to man yeah and here's the thing i don't i'm not sure how we're going to go but i think i've hearing a lot of people say we're going to get pumped we got no chance and to those people i say shut up yeah Shut the hell up because this is, this is, if we do well in this test series, we're on the cusp of this being one of the greatest teams of all time. Yeah, absolutely. These boys are, will be very much in the mix over there. I'm not saying we're going to win the series, but it is within the realm of possibility that we either give a great account of ourselves, draw the series, or win it. Uh, you know, like we, we've got the team to do it. Yep. We've got the pace bowlers. A lot of people think you've got to have three crazy spinners. When we won in 2004, Mm. Warney actually was more of a defensive role. Yep. And Kasparix, McGrath, Gillespie and co. did a lot of the wicket-taking. Yep, I hear So I think we've got a good chance, and I'm pumped. Yeah, I, I mean, I just love that we can start watching cricket at 4 p.m. and it'll end at about 10, 11. Oh, listen to it, of course, as well on SCN, across the SCN network. But It's a beautiful time zone, India. Oh, it's great. It's I, I I do like the English time zone as well, but usually you're staying up till 2, 3 a.m. in the morning, which, I mean, if you listen to the overnight crowd, it's perfect. But, you know, <laughs> besides that, I yeah, I, Test Cricket in India is going to be great. Uh, I'm just so looking forward to that series. And what's good, it's going to bridge the gap between 
The Big Bash is over on Saturday, right? The test starts on Thursday. We'll have four test matches. And that'll pretty much take us into round one of the AFL and round one of the NRL season, which is that at the abyss, really. Perfect. Then you got the test championship followed yeah. by the Ashes. And none of us have to confront our mental health issues. Yeah, well, won't be doing it this year, that's for sure. Nope. See you in 2024. Billy Darcy, uh, have you you've got you announced some gigs down in Melbourne yes, as well? Yes, I'm doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival this year, March 29 to April 9. Come on out. We'd love to see you there. Plenty of sports bands. And uh, I'm also touring the whole country this year. So, yeah, check me out on Instagram, et cetera. Uh, and your podcast too, Get my, Around Me. My podcast is called Get oh, Around Me. Yep. No, no, uh, Get Around Me. Yeah, see, here's the thing. It's a verb. Right, okay. It's a desperate verb because yes, yes. I want you to get around me. Okay. And, and what is what is get arounding involved? Just uh, Support, camaraderie, yep. kinship. Oh, kinship is a big one in the podcasting world. Kinship's a huge theme on my podcast. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and you do this podcast by yourself or do you have guests? I do it. I do the first half by myself and then in the second half, uh, Sydney comedian Rowan Arneal joins me. So you sort of get two podcasts in one, really. Oh, that's value for money these value days. Value for money. And it's free. Yeah. So what's doing? Has, I mean, just to go down on that side track, has, have you ever been approached by a sponsor? Are you looking for sponsorship? I am looking for sponsorship. I actually just lost a sponsor. But oh, uh, how did, I mean, can we talk about which sponsor it was? Or uh, is that a bit? Did not move enough uh Manscaped downstairs shavers. Oh, well, because Manscaped was basically sponsoring every podcast in the country. Yeah, I think they sponsored too many and had to cut back. But oh. either that or all of my listeners had already just exceptionally groomed pubic hair yeah, well, and didn't need to buy one. I mean, because if, if I look across the studio here, you, you've got actually you've got a little bit of a beard going. Yeah, just growing the old beard out. At the is, moment, is that in defiance of the man, lack of manscape? Yeah, well, product? I'm I'm particularly unkempt at the moment, uh, unkept upstairs and downstairs, oh, and this is a it's a very aggressive protest against manscaped <laughs> and the discrimination I faced. Yeah, okay. Well, so looking for a potential sponsor, uh, do you have any ideas or where you're sort of wanting to swim to? I would like to stay in the pubic hair industry. <laughs> yeah, okay. If possible. Well, hey, Billy Darcy, thank you very much for stopping by. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, um, yeah, go get some rest, I suppose. Thanks, mate. Yes, this is the Overnight Crowd on SCN. We'll take another break and be back with plenty more.